0: presents Down the Sidelines and now representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers you may know them as Yoko and I'm a beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorf. welcome back to the Gridiron, I'm Peter and I'm Joel, and Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world
1: we are part of the Marion News Network, and this is the 71st episode of the podcast on September 18th, 2014.
0: The number 71 most famously worn, and actually currently worn, by Evgeny Malkin, mm-hmm. center for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL, current uh, center along with another center, Sidney Crosby, for your, your, uh, your NHL home team, in a sense. Yes. Bright yeah. spots, of course. Right, right. Well know, bright spots you have the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're pretty much about to clinch their uh, you know back to back winning seasons. That's a big deal. Yeah. They're in the, the second wild card spot mm-hmm. and looking to get that. We'll talk about some of that as you know the baseball season's coming down to about ten or eleven so more games.
1: Joel, how are you this week? I'm good. I am pumped for Saturday.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's a big one. For West Virginia football. It was an interesting week last week in college and pro football. We'll get to recapping those games, making our picks against the spread. First, we go over the quick hits, though. And uh, it's uh, it's a slow burn process right now, unfortunately, for the NFL as its public image is taking a major hit. Uh, they're almost in a tailspin right now. You know, When we were doing our show last week, Joel, we were talking about Adrian Peterson and how that news had just broke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that was just one child that you know reports of abuse with, you know, belts and switches and beating with a stick, a 4-year-old. old mm-hmm. And then a second child came in the mix.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a mess. And and we've been talking about, you know, domestic abuse for the past couple of weeks mm. with with Ray Rice. Yeah. And um and then of course with you know the Adrian Peterson thing broke. Uh, We started talking about that, and, I mean, it seems like every day there's some... Now we've got uh, the Arizona Cardinals' Jonathan Dwyer, um, Mm -hmm. who has apparently beat his wife and uh, broke her nose when he headbutt her.
0: Yeah, like threw threw a shoe at his kid in that dispute, and then, gosh, you have Chris Rainey being cut for... You know, some of the things, it's it's getting to be out of control. And when major news sources start picking up on it, uh, that's bad news. When you have John Stewart doing a feature on the NFL, that's also bad news. It usually is.
1: I remember the I watched the one that he did on um, the NFL, or people in the NFL locker rooms having a problem with having gay That's people right. on their yeah. team or something and yeah
0: it was funny if, if you haven't seen the segment uh, about the current NFL struggles on the daily show dude go and see that uh but it was funny how we ended it with you know I remember how just a little bit ago we were at this and you know talking about Michael Sam is like
1: mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't you want to go back to that NFL yeah and then
1: i i just was reading i was reading something the other day that was uh where Bud- Budweiser was making a statement to the NFL, uh, they're saying, "Fix your domestic abuse problem yeah. now." And when you have Budweiser telling you what to do, then I think that there's, you know, even more of an issue than than you realize.
0: Yeah, a company <laughs> that sells alcohol, which may be one of the elements in, you know, kind of exacerbating mm-hmm. a domestic violence incident. Uh, that's it's amazing and. Unfortunately, you know, the NFL, like other, you know, big positions of power, only they're acting when it hits the wallet. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably going to be the same kind of thing if the Washington Redskins ever have to change their logo because if they have, you know, people, you know, making their own clothing, making their own paraphernalia with the Redskins, you know, logo and name on it because, you know, the Washington Redskins lost that trademark. Uh, if it starts hitting their pocketbooks, they might have to make a move on that. I heard that estimated prices
1: and well, like prices on Super Bowl tickets are actually dropping.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, um, which you know, very early to hear that kind of thing, but still, that's it's interesting to see that it is. Making somewhat of a difference in on the market, which is exactly where the NFL will act if, if right if anything.
0: Yeah, and then there's just more. Not only just you know different players coming because now like they're using the exempt status where basically like, they're suspending them indefinitely. They have to be away from team, you know, outings, not outings, a mm-hmm. uh, team, you know, practices and whatnot, team events, but they still get paid. Yeah, until you know the commissioner decides what to do. And Roger Goodell. We were talking last week about how, you know, pressure may be mounting for him to possibly lose his job. I haven't seen or heard from him in quite some time. No. Um, uh, not a good sign. And I, I just,
1: I think it was on the the news that I was just watching, uh, one of the reporters made a statement like, it doesn't seem like it's affecting, you know uh, the viewing on, on television, like they 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 said, they said that, well, they said that last week, like the, the ratings were up and then they like tried to correlate that to that saying that people are watching it even more now or something like that, which Hmm. I think was a pretty bad statement on their part. That's, I don't think that's the connection you're supposed to make.
0: Yeah. I, it's just, you know, changes week to week. Can't really make a read on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's unfortunate. So we'll see if it continues next week, uh, but the way it's going, it just might get worse. Mm-hmm. It's not a good sign. The Angels, the Orioles, and the Nationals are the first teams in Major League Baseball this year to clinch playoff spots for the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The Angels have been on a tear as far as the you know, second half of the season goes. Amazing stat came across the wire as uh, Oakland just got swept by Texas in a three-game series. Oakland still holds on to the second wildcard spot in the American League, despite, since August 1st, going 17-28. and 28. It kind of shows you how uh, you know, that was one of the best teams in baseball, the record at one point, the Oakland Athletics. And they've taken a nosedive, but they're still 83-69 and 69 on the year. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Now we were saying earlier, the Pittsburgh Pirates are uh, looking to be in a pretty good spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, What's the atmosphere like there in Pittsburgh area? As I, you live in West Virginia. Well,
1: I I think as always. Um. I, actually, I saw. I haven't been to a game in a while, but I think I saw Ma- Major Moses. Yeah. Or forums was at a game the other day. Um. You know, it, I at first. As always, I think it's just like, hey, you want another winning season. Yeah. And it looks like they're going be able to do that. And, you know, uh, being able to be in position for a wild card is, I mean, always exciting. Anytime they have a chance to get into the playoffs, I think everybody's just kind of ecstatic. Because not too long ago, that was not even in the realm mm. of possibilities.
0: <laughs> it sounds like the Detroit Tigers, you know. Yeah. When they're starting to make that turn, I mean Pittsburgh's eighty-one and seventy right now, mm-hmm. so eleven games up, and you know you do some addition there. That's one hundred fifty-one games played, one hundred sixty-two in a season. You have eleven games remaining, and you're up eleven games. So one more win, you yeah. got a five, you've got an over five hundred season, and they've won three straight so far. Eight and two in their last ten. They're really putting it on in the, the homestretch. Yeah. So, that's a good sign for them. Uh St. Louis is up by two and a half games in the Central over Pittsburgh and the Dodgers up two games on the Giants in the West. So that's getting pretty close there. Detroit and Kansas City, they have the closest race in the Central. Uh it's they have a three-game set coming this weekend. Should be very exciting. Detroit mm-hmm. a half game up on Kansas City. And uh Yankees in Toronto are tied 14 and a half games back of Baltimore. When you look in the wild card standings right now, it's, it's basically the AL Central team and Oakland, and then Seattle's a game and a half back. Cleveland's four and a half back, and then you have a, you know, Yankees and Toronto at five and a half back. So unless Seattle can make a move, it's, it's going to be you know, the other team from the American League Central and Oakland that battle it out in that you know, wild card game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Giants and the Pirates right now are the two teams in the National League with the Milwaukee Brewers two and a half games back, Atlanta five and a half, and then it dips down, you know, Miami, the Mets at 7-9, and nine respectively. I mean, I got to like those all those teams' chances, especially the way they're playing late, lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Should be exciting to see how that rest of the season wraps up, though. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what. I mean, watching games on TV, rough during the regular season in baseball.
1: It's rough. It, it can be. It can kind of be like a wear and tear, especially when, you know, you got like a couple game series and... You know, you catch it here and there, but be to try and be able to sit through it all. It's just uh, a little too much sometimes. I'll tell you what, playoff baseball—that's where it's at. Oh no, exactly. It's I mean, that's perfect. That you—you'll see the viewer
0: ratings skyrocket that mm-hmm. time of the year.
1: For
0: the, oh, especially for the these wild. That's one of the great decisions I think they've made as far as changing the playoff. You have two wild card teams have them battled out for one game, take all. I love it.
1: Yeah, it incorporates more teams, more fans,
0: more excitement. I think. Mm-hmm. Some weird stories in college football. Yeah. In the last week, uh, <laughs> not just you know, oh, this team lost this game, or this team had a really strong week. Uh, just weird things happening. You know, Jameis Winston has had quite the off season with stealing crab legs and other escapades after his Heisman freshman season. Uh now with you know the the rape allegations coming back and now this what what did he do Joel?
1: Well um you know he took a um I don't I don't know, I actually don't remember where it started exactly. I don't know if it was off of a
0: YouTube video maybe. That's what I think is where the meme started, yeah.
1: Um But it became a very popular meme where you have a guy. You know, when when a local news crew goes out to interview people about what's going on in the situation, um, every once in a while you'll have somebody doing something stupid in the background, or you know, just being a pest. And but not as often do you actually interview the person who is about to play the prank on the said news crew. And this guy has done it, I believe, maybe three or four times now, yeah. which is kind of incredible in yelling a way.
0: A, yelling an expletive phrase. So. Oh, yes. Um,
1: it, it kind of it starts out like it's going to be a regular regular interview and then just lets loose <laughs> the camera. I mean, like they know it hit them. Yeah. Um, But... uh. I believe Jameis Winston stood up on a table and screamed this phrase that's, that's yeah. become very popular around the internet. Mm. And, um, you know, I mean, think of it this way. Everybody pretty much knows who you are <laughs> at this yeah. point. And, you're and in the student union. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, everybody can tell exactly who it is. It's going to get back to your coach, your team somehow, And you've already been on the hot seat multiple times for allegations, you know, and actually getting in trouble with the law. Right. Um, So you got to think that even if they didn't want to do anything about this, they had to. Mm. They, like, had to make a statement that, you know, this guy can't just do whatever he wants, which... A lot of people have said it does kind of look like he has done whatever he wants. Right. Um, so, but I, you know, I just thought it was a very strange way to get suspended for half of a game. A mm. half of a game that I mean could be I don't. We really don't know about their schedule. Right. <laughs> um, but it could be you know at least last year it was a, supposed to be a big game. It ended up being a blowout. But um, right. w- we don't know if it's going to affect. How this game actually turns out or not, but you know, not having the Heisman winner for a half should really change the point difference,
0: if anything. Could make an impact, absolutely. That's a it's a dumb thing to do, and it's so far it impacted his potential draft status. Uh, it's it's calling those character issues into question. I mean, just like with Johnny Manziel, uh, he could have been you know a top pick, but he slid to twenty-two, mm-hmm. and it was because of these these character issues and. You got to question you know, maturity and these kind of things, and it's becoming a bigger issue in this NFL, especially with some of these things that are now happening with players and you know doing the right thing, as it were. But none was weirder than a fake punt from Arkansas State, in which one of the the blockers just crosses arms over his chest like a like a mummy and just. Dropped, fell backwards, playing dead.
1: Yes, it is. It's called the fainting goat technique. Fainting
0: um, goats, though, the ones who have narcolepsy, narcoleptic yes. goats, um, they fall a different way. <laughs> so I, I believe that's just what it's been
1: dubbed in in the football terms. Mm. Um, they should.
0: I see the part of it. It was, it was a very weird thing, and some people saying you know morbid and whatever. It just looks dumb. Yeah, like fall a different way if you want to try to you know get the other team's attention, which it looks like it did not work at all. Mm. The guy who was blocking is just like, okay, no. going right by you. And it, Yeah, it was kind See, of yeah.
1: exacerbated by the fact that the punter threw an interception. <laughs>
0: yeah, people you know, on PTI, there are debating, like, which is worse, you know, the the playing dead move or the pass?
1: Um, but they they reached out to the coach to ask him about – About it, you know, because obviously everyone wants to know if it and if they haven't seen something like that before, then they're like, oh, what's going on here? But he said that it was inspired by um, the um, when he was an offensive coordinator at North Carolina and or offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at at North Carolina. And the uh, the team played a prank on quarterback Brian Renner Hmm. one Thursday during practice um he took a snap and the entire team even the scout team fell on the ground like fainting goats and there's That's- actually there's actually a video of that too which we can so not just the video of that, but we could put the, you know, the video of where it was inspired by and the quarterback just runs off the field after that.
0: Like, oh, <laughs> um, so it actually sounds pretty funny because like, that's in, yeah. it's in practice. It's it's a prank. Yes. And it, it, it's, it's it
1: has over a million hits on YouTube. Oh, so, yeah, wow. it's apparently pretty well known. But just, you know, a lot of people didn't recognize this kind of thing because it was just like when it happens during a game, you're just like, what? The
0: I <laughs> heck? fall on your face fall on your side don't cross your arms in front of your chest and just mummy it backwards <laughs> that's probably the stupidest thing you could have done
1: yeah it's and uh, that
0: way you're also you know you're opening your head to you know whiplash and things like that yeah. mm-hmm. at least if you like fall on your face like you have your arms to kind of brace you As you feel like, I don't know,
1: said so he was practicing it all week <laughs>
0: Well, maybe those hits to the head are why he thought it was a good idea. Hmm. Oh, man. Well, recapping actual football games, though, from the past week, and not just idiosyncrasies, uh, you had Central Florida visit Missouri at minus 9.5, and, and Tigers just put a whooping on them, 38-10. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that close. I mean, it makes a difference. It shows, you know, the absence of Blake Bortles uh, yeah. for the Knights. It, you know, it, hurts, it hurts their chances.
1: Yeah, definitely, and, and I believe didn't they have they had another player go
0: hired the oh, draft Storm team. Johnson, yeah, yeah, the running back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it looks like you know having trouble scoring points, you know, like yeah. they did. Had you know had no issue doing against Baylor, <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Oof. I
1: mean, when you outscore Baylor,
0: usually that means you're pretty good, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, you're missing some weapons. Georgia at South Carolina plus five and a half. That was the best game of the weekend.
1: And I think that was like a pleasant surprise for a lot of people because um, I think what a lot of people learned from that is that Texas A&M was kind of built to beat South Carolina. Right. If anything, they they just, they had the playmakers at wide receiver, which Georgia right now currently doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I know they have a few injuries, but they are really a run first team, which, you know, you should be when your best player is there, but... Um, they just did not have the tools to be i mean they they almost could have in this game, but uh you know a lot of people thought Georgia would go in there and run over them but mm. clearly yeah not.
0: we we both missed that pick for sure, mm. but it was a really exciting game. I came down to you know, the end with a, you know, trying to get a, a first down on a fourth and short, you know South Carolina trying to run the clock out mm-hmm. and one of the closest you know measurement at the sticks I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh was quite the scene great game to watch yeah. uh, South Carolina wins 38-35 mm-hmm. and you know Georgia the, their field goal kicker missed two field goals Yeah, you can't do that late you can't do that and you know as a, a place kicker
1: yeah, yeah I knew and I know from watching that game the other week mm. if you miss one you gotta go back and make another one
0: absolutely Iowa State at Iowa minus 10 Cyclones came back I told you Big Ten sucks yep I, I just, I, I can't believe that they
1: lost to Iowa State, but they did. They
0: managed it somehow. Twenty to seventeen, <laughs> the Cyclones beat the Hawkeyes in Iowa City. Tennessee at Oklahoma minus twenty and a half was not much of a game. Now we know Oklahoma is a good team. Yeah. Now that's that's, you know, at at, at Oklahoma. Yeah. They we're Oklahoma's at home for that at, game. Oklahoma, yeah. They'll go on the road. We'll talk about that game. It's going to be exciting for this week for sure. Yeah. Upset of the week, USC going out east. You said, you know, watch out. They it, it could you know, come out <laughs> sluggish. It, it's tough to go out east when you're on the west coast. USC going to Boston College plus 17. And BC pulling the upset. I mean, you got to think playing Stanford the week before had a little bit of impact on USC. A little bit, but, you know, their defense held enough to. You know, limit Stanford to ten points, thirty-seven, thirty-one of a final to Boston College. What was the what was the, the running back
1: for Boston College had a crazy stat line, yeah, like like NCAA football stat, <laughs> line. like uh, thirteen carries for one hundred and ninety-eight yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So uh, defense looking a
0: little questionable on those big plays there. Lots of chunk yardage, yeah. and you can't be doing that. You can't give up the... the you, I mean,
1: you certainly can't do that when you have to
0: play teams like Oregon. So. Mm. UCLA versus Texas, plus 7.5. This is in Arlington at the Cowboy Classic. Uh, UCLA pulls it out, but uh, close. It's like the
1: the powder puff game. <laughs> Seriously, like, who was going to lose... Kind of thing. Only
0: um, went out. They had a uh, New kid come yeah. in and you know win the game essentially for UCLA at quarterback, twenty to seventeen, final for the Bruins.
1: I I don't know if that's I don't know if we should say it's like is that an improvement for Texas? Like a little bit of a moral looked?
0: victory, I suppose. With
1: I don't know though, but it's just like how good is UCLA? Are they actually good?
0: I don't know. Every
1: single game, like so far. They have played way down. <laughs> like, we we have no idea. How way down from they
0: what are. our expectations are. But, yeah, we have no idea if that's, you know, what they actually are.
1: Yeah, and then th- didn't their quarterback get hurt?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hundley's out. Uh, yeah. Even on Texas, you had David Ash who was calling it a quits because all of his concussions. Yeah. So he's not going to be playing anymore. Mm. You know, I had a, since, you know, Michigan radio here, you know, living in Michigan, so sports radio and all. They were breaking down the uh, elite eleven quarterbacks, I believe from two thousand eleven mm-hmm. because you know Connor Cook for Michigan state uh the quarterback was was one of them, and just you know going down the list of players you know from that year, so many busts and David Ash was among them just you know players that you either just you know flamed out of college football or never made it into anything mm hmm um, you know, one of them was, you yeah, know, one of them I think was already drafted. Like, so he was, you know, a really good player, but yeah, not many. So it, it's amazing. Like, you know, all those different quarterback prospects just never really made it.
1: It's, you never really know how it's going to turn out.
0: Mm-hmm. The extra point was Purdue versus Notre Dame in Indianapolis at Lucal Soil Stadium. Uh, the Irish Classic, whatever they ended up calling it, minus twenty eight and a half, and uh, yeah. Purdue kind of stuck it there. They only yeah. lost by sixteen, so thirty to fourteen final for the Irish. Uh, but Golston still looked impressive. Yeah, he's an early Heisman contender this year. And if Notre Dame keeps playing the way they do with their tough schedule, they just might have a shot.
1: Yeah, I think that they. I think it was kind of more like a reality check. Like, oh, they're not. This is not like a world beater Notre Dame team. This is. They can have a down week and still, right. kind of. But, but hey, also they, they so won. And they won, and that, I mean that's literally all they have to do on
0: their schedule. So oh yeah, I don't know. Just win, just win, baby. Uh, Miami Michigan Wolverines were hosting the Miami University of Ohio Redhawks mm-hmm. with a thirty-one point spread, which they did not cover. There was a span of just like a couple minutes where, like two turnovers in three offensive plays. And then they muffed a kickoff and lost it. It was a, it was a short kickoff, but j- just <sighs> muffed it so badly and just bouncing around and Miami America, how do you muff a kickoff? This team has signs where they're so bad. I've seen people do it right in front of me. <laughs> uh It's just demoralizing. Oh. Uh, yeah, Michigan well, wins 34-10 at the end, but So,
1: but I mean, do you think they corrected some any other issues no. they had the week before Cause No. this. I, this I think they're gonna have, be I, telling, think, I, think. I think
0: they're gonna have trouble against Utah. I, I think they're gonna you know Utah's gonna come into Michigan Stadium and surprise some people. I, I'm 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 low faith right now in this Michigan football team because yeah they have they have good signs and good play but you know Devin Funchess is still hurt They're a top <laughs> wide receiver and. Devin Gardner makes questionable decisions with the ball when he's under pressure.
1: I think that that's what's surprising me more than anything else. I, I fear that he would have a much better year with
0: another year under his belt. And, you know, spending time with the new coordinator, and he seems to get it now, but uh, it's, it's rough. It's rough. West Virginia pulled it out in the clutch, though, against Maryland.
1: Yeah, we made it very hard for ourselves, but which is like some of the, the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And you're up
0: by three touchdowns early. Like,
1: like letting a, who I consider a very slow quarterback, run 70 yards for a touchdown <laughs> is just like the, one of the most painful things to watch. Um, and then, yeah, you muffin a punt. Um, what else do we do? All kinds of things. We missed a couple field goals, mm-hmm. but luckily made the one that mattered, which the one that counts. I still was like, why don't you try and get the ball closer? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he really, he's, I think, missed a kick in every game so far. And, um, but I mean, and then if you go watch the replay, he stutter steps Yeah. right before that. And a lot of people were like, isn't that a false start? And I was like, no, that's, it's not really a false start. Um, you can kind of do that. But I was just kind of surprised that he still got the kickoff and everything. But right. the, the the probably you know besides winning, just the the stats in this game, almost 700 yards of offense, uh, 511 yards passing, uh, which is the most at our school since Gino threw for like 600. And that's right, that's blah, right. Blah 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 against his video game Baylor. Um, so yeah. He's, I think, he's third in the nation in passing, um, and like passing efficiency. Kevin White's like second in receiving, so good. Good offense looks good. Looks really
0: well. Clint Trickett, can you know, credit that to kissing Miss a- Nick Saban's daughter? So probably. So, so there you go. Give him that that winning edge. Well, but yeah, West Virginia forty thirty-seven as time expires, and Maryland had that three and a half point spread. So weird to think of them in the Big Ten. I, I, I don't get it. And, and Rutgers. Well, yeah, Rutgers... <laughs> Rutgers had their night game against Penn State. And they're trying to drum up this as a rivalry, even though they hadn't played since, like, 1955. <laughs> Rutgers was calling Penn State that team from Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, stop it. We know you're desperate for a rival and trying to have some relevance to the Big Ten, but forcing it is not the way. Well, what was,
1: like... Long ago, when uh, well, who was their old coach? Greg no. wasn't yeah. long ago,
0: but well, well yeah,
1: <laughs> well, no, for the longest time, it was like, Oh, when uh, Joe Power retires, that's who's gonna take the job.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then scandal happened, yeah. In the NFL, the New England Patriots were playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Patriots favored by threes. so it was a plus three on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots thirty to seven. Vikings didn't have Adrian Peterson. They're still not going to have Adrian Peterson. Yeah. They're going to continue to struggle. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when they play the Saints this weekend. New Detroit England I- looked
1: much better, even though it was. Yeah, a they defense. did. They so. did
0: bounce back for sure. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions were playing Carolina Panthers. Panthers minus two and a half. I told you, you got Detroit's gotta win on the road before you can take them seriously, and they mostly did it to themselves. Though, Cam Newton, you know, apologized for calling your Donkey Kong Sue <laughs> <laughs> instead of Indomicon Sue. <laughs> oh boy, twenty-four to seven Panthers final there. New York Jets went to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers minus eight. Uh it's the, the tale of the falling short on the spread. Spread was eight. Packers win by seven. Need another Lambo leap. <laughs> need a field goal, need something, but yeah. we missed that one. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Denver Broncos minus thirteen. The Broncos only get one touchdown instead of two touchdowns on the spread 24-17 Bronco final. Uh, they're uh... winning. They're winning, but uh, not in as dominant fashion. Nope. last year,
1: Oh. Nope. I, I think that I, you know, I just figured the defense would be a little
0: better, but yeah. And Kansas City too, like that's a team getting ripped apart by injuries, and good for them they kept it close. Maybe they'll be competitive in their other weeks, but only winning by a touchdown for Denver—that's surprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about surprising! San Francisco opens up a seventeen nothing lead, and then just chokes it away, even though they were touchdown favorites against. Da Bears in Chicago. Kaepernick had a dreadful game, turning the ball over in the second half. Uh, Chicago comes back twenty-eight to twenty. Uh, what do you make of that one? And that's like the third, you know, for the three stadiums that the Forty ers have had, they've lost all three openers now mm-hmm. in yeah. their home stadium. Oh, crazy. It's
1: it's weird. I don't know. It's it's like a this this past week was like the week of misery for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was a bit of a rough one because uh, Philadelphia visited Indianapolis on Monday Night Football. Colts were a field goal favorite, minus three, and uh, they were talking about you know penalties and you know penalties that weren't there but you know were called but were there but weren't called. You had a pass interference on T. Y. Hilton that you know stopped a drive. You know got a turnover for an interception. Philadelphia came back and tied it, so there was still a chance for the Colts. Uh, and you even had a uh a horse collar tackle that apparently wasn't mm-hmm. so yeah. that was that was a little questionable as well and when you start blaming it on the zebras like it it wasn't the game deciding play yeah like, they still had a tie game go out and win yeah you're at home
1: this wasn't like a replacement ref no not at all no no <laughs> so um,
0: Philadelphia came back and won 30 to 27 their second week of being down more than two touchdowns or two touchdowns or more at least. Because Jacksonville at uh, halftime in week one, you had a 17 nothing deficit for Philadelphia, and they came back and won 34 So, Yeah, I mean, they, I don't,
1: it's it's kind of interesting because it seemed like last year they always started quick
0: mm, and yeah. could never
1: finish games That's at all. That's a good all. point. You'd rather, they,
0: you'd rather be storming back yeah, to win games, absolutely. So... I guess that's kind of an improvement over last year. We each went three and four on college football. Uh, I got the Iowa State pick, correct. You got West Virginia, and then I went three and three in the NFL. You went one and five. We differed on two picks, Detroit, Carolina, and Philadelphia and Indianapolis. and that's where our record differences ended up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this week, uh interesting slate of games. We start off with uh, the West Virginia rivals, Virginia Tech Hokies, hosting Georgia Tech. Now, Virginia Tech, oh, they lost last week. Yeah. East Carolina, Skip Holt's giving
1: them trouble. Uh, who was it? Mark May. Flat out called it. Good for him. Like, before the game. And they, they went to him at the end of the game, and he was like, I <laughs> looking over
0: to see. Um yeah, I and mean, I, how, I feel how about like, that, Lou? Well, you, I feel like, you made a good pick there, Mark. I, I really appreciate that.
1: I feel like we, everybody should have seen that coming. Mm. Like, I mean, that that was one of the biggest wins Virginia Tech's ever had. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least in the past 10 years or something like that. And um,
0: and they're overlooking uh, yeah, East Carolina. Seriously,
1: yeah. you, you've, they, they were definitely overlooking that team. Uh, Even though they've them before. Yeah. But, Ugh. hey. Oh. Well,
0: now they're hosting Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets come in to Blacksburg. Hokies are eight point favorites at 12 p.m. Eastern. Now, I'll give it to the Hokies. They got to bounce back. They're at home. Georgia Tech's not that good of a team. I think the Hokies have a stout enough defense to guard against that triple option. Uh, and eight points, I think they can get more of a touchdown. Yeah, gotta they, they got to they have fire in the belly.
1: Win, then lose, then win. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech 2 at home. They're going to be playing that. Oh, what is it? I think they do Sandman. I think that's their big <laughs> thing <clears throat> for the game. So <clears throat> they'll, they'll have the place rocking, in Blacksburg. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be able to shut down that. Is it still Option Attack there? <laughs> Probably like... is. Okay, yeah, I yeah. think it's because it's the old Option Coach from the service mm. School. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that. Um. I think they'll be able to shut that down enough, and uh, they'll get their. Young quarterback going get him mm. back on track.
0: Yeah. Florida at Alabama a, Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Mm. Minus fourteen for the Crimson Tide at home at three thirty PM Eastern. And this was, you know, an SEC championship matchup in a couple of years past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to have a similar luster though with how Florida's playing this year though. Oh, I mean no. they they almost lost to Kentucky in that's, the swamp.
1: Yeah. I think Kentucky's like sneaky good too. Like I think that they, they, I think they could have beat them like easily. It went to triple overtime. But, yeah, um, I, I don't. This game could get really bad, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. terror bad. Um, I, uh, I think it'd be hard fought not to pick Alabama in this one. Uh, I mean, I feel like only fourteen is kind of surprising yeah. considering how how Florida's season has gone so far
0: in the point spreads and everything. Mm. Bama rolls. Uh, I know I picked Florida at the beginning of the SC East. They're just not living up to you know, what we were hoping for them. And Alabama at home especially, two touchdowns, more.
1: I, I mean, think Alabama's just going to get better
0: yeah. each week.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I think that that offensive line is going to get much, much better.
0: And they're not going to be sleeping on Florida, so they'll mm. be ready. Saban will have them prepared. Kenny Trill, as the it wants to be nicknamed, is Kenny Hill, uh, and Kevin Sumlin and the Aggies of Texas A and M go to SMU. Well, uh, Oof, that's
1: a it's point a spread.
0: it's a big point spread, but it's one of the the big games on you know broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. Thirty four and a half in favor of the Aggies <laughs> at three thirty p.m. Eastern, and I'll take those points. Give the Aggies. That's a, it's a big point spread. I know you generally don't like to pick that, but God, SMU just hardly has a football program anymore. Yeah. It's to the point where I think Eric Dickerson is an alum there, and he, he said, shut down the football program. Focus on basketball. You know, Larry Brown, you know, living out the last of his years uh, as a basketball coach at SMU, mm-hmm. uh, when you have a legend saying that, you don't have much of a football team. And the way Texas AM's putting points on the board, give me the Aggies, 34 and a half. Yeah. Um
1: I think that's Oh. Well, I I think that goes to show. Like I go to ESPN to look it up, and of course it pumps up the basketball stuff before mm. the football yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um uh yeah. I I think I'm gonna take that large point spread too. Um, it's just that combined with what we've seen from, SM, from SMU and A and M already, I, I don't think it's. I mean, okay, so Baylor. I thought was it Baylor in the first week was 45 <sighs> nothing on them, and then um, North North Texas beat them 43 to six.
0: Oh come on. That's embarrassing SMU. I'm gonna say, like,
1: okay, Baylor's one thing. That's actually kind of respectable against Baylor in and the first place. But that's week. a warm up game. That's week one. Um like, I think that I think that what if North Texas can do that, I think that AM's not gonna have any problems scoring that many points. It's not gonna be pretty, it's a lock. Yeah.
0: Um definitely. Definitely. <laughs> now here you go. Oklahoma. Going to Morgantown against the West Virginia Mountaineers, plus seven. That's a surprisingly close point spread, I think. It goes to show how close West Virginia has been playing some teams. Uh, That's at Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Joel, your pick for your Mountaineers. So, what
1: was it, 2013 when they came... uh, for, and that was the first time we had played since the fiesta bowl mm. um and that was just tavon austin going crazy i think he had like 600 700 yards of offense by himself Jeez. um and we just, he just he was randomly in the backfield <laughs> and all of a sudden he was running for touchdown um and it's funny because i just saw an article this week that was about how that is after that game, when they decided that they needed to like change what they were doing on defense Mm. because they just looked awful. Um, uh, I, I think that it's for games like that and, you know, it being at home, it being at night, that kind of thing, the game is officially sold out. Um, nice. I, I think that that's the reason why that point spread is where it's at. Um, because Oklahoma's defense looks so much better. I mean, it's probably the best defense left on our schedule. Um they they looked great against Tennessee. I mean, they completely when Tennessee was in the red zone, they forced turnover, took it back for a touchdown. Um so I think the the question is how consistent can that offense be, especially now that they don't have their their best running back for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's kind of all on Trevor Knight right now. Um and he has a few good receivers, too. I think it's just that I you know, as good as their defense is, I'm not really sure they can shut us down. Um and and I think if, if we can manage to run the ball at all, we have a really good chance. So um I, I I can see why it's close. Um and I'm just I don't know, I'm just gonna be hopeful and say that we can keep it that close. I don't necessarily think we're going to win, but I think we can keep the game close.
0: I'm in your boat. I think, you know, asking a victory, an upset against Oklahoma at home, that'd be great. It'd be great for the, the program, it'd be great for, you know, the university and the student body. I think they do keep it close, but I don't necessarily see a win in the cards. But yeah, four points? You can do four points. Yeah. I'll take the Mountaineers at home. You know, biggest game of the year. I feel a lot better about a closer game now after that field goal this week. That is true. <laughs> He's got some ice in his veins there yeah. when when it matters most. Yeah, and
1: um, I I usually I, I I do some like sports highlights for, for uh, WV football games. I don't usually do like before the game hype videos, but I actually did one this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll put that link in the the show notes too Um, it's just we're doing like stripe the stadium where every section does a different color oh cool so you have like gold in one blue on the other golden one and we did for the texas game last year It looked really cool so i oh we'll put that video in the description
0: there you go clemson at florida state an acc tilt minus 16 and a half you're right it was the biggest game last year yeah. On Florida State's schedule. Now they have a tougher schedule, and it's not as big of a game, and Clemson isn't as good of a team. Florida State seems to be not putting on the performances that they did last year. Mm. And with Jameis Winston out in the first half, 16.5? I could see them getting two touchdowns. I'm going to take the Tigers to stop Florida State from covering that 16.5 point spread. But do watch the game at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the, you know, you have a match matchup going on right now as we're recording on Thursday night with, uh, you know, Kansas State and oh, Auburn. Auburn, yeah. Kansas State ho- hosting the Tigers of Auburn. Um, that's the other, you know, top 25 matchup this week, and this is the other one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Clemson, though. I'll take Clemson in the picks against spread. All right. Um
1: again we're talking about Florida State again and this article just popped up that it says the creators of that meme video are proud of him. oh, oh my gosh like
0: that doesn't Oh my ego, gosh. ego head oh, swelling geez. for James Winston
1: anyways um <clears throat> the uh I think I'm gonna take Clemson because uh Everybody's distracted by this thing that's happening. They're not really focusing on the game like they should be. I I, I definitely, I don't think that the focus is going to be there, um, at least initially. And I, and the thing, the other thing is, I think Clemson's, uh, I think Clemson's defense um, might have looked bad against Georgia, Mm. um, but I don't necessarily think they're really that bad. Interesting. Um, because I think Georgia's offensive line and their their running back, that unit is one of the better units in the country. That's um, true. You know, I think it's all about what you're able to stop. Um, I think that they probably have better pass rushers, so they'll be able to get more pressure um, on Jameis Winston when he's actually in the game. Um, and if they can somehow hold up against the run – because you got to think in the first half, what are they going to do? What is Florida State going to do? They're going to run the ball a lot more, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can hold up in the first half, get a lead, that kind of thing, and then force Florida State to pass the ball in the second half. Yeah. It can, I mean, it could be close. Uh, we got to remember that. What not long ago, Oklahoma State took Florida State to the wire. Like mm-hmm. I mean, if that game had gone on longer; they very well could have lost. Exactly. And that and that was the whole game with Jameis Winston, and he was incredible in that game. But it took everything that he
0: had for them to win that game. Yeah, they're just not winning in as impressive fashion as last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: so um, it's it Florida State's defense has got to win this game. I think mm-hmm. I think they've got to come out and shut Clemson down. Um, so I think Florida State will win the game, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people are. Probably A lot of people are guaranteeing out there, apparently, hmm. all these people on ESPN. Oh, jeez. You don't need the Heisman winner to. Huh. I was like, what <laughs> What are you
0: talking about? He makes a difference, though. <laughs> Miami, Florida going to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the Corn Huskers, minus seven and a half points at 8 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: Oh, this game.
0: Who do you have in this ACC Big <laughs> Ten matchup? This is kind of difficult for me to. Um
1: like i see uh, i feel like these teams are kind of like really even in in a lot of ways um and i feel like they they kind of have strengths that are di- like a little bit different but um uh i <laughs> you almost got to feel like even though nebraska had that close game the other week with a lower division team that they've yeah. they've they've got to be one of the hopes McNeese besides, State, b- was besides it, yeah. Michigan State for the Big Ten. Um, to you know, th- that'll go out there and play someone and maybe win a bowl game, that kind of thing. Um, so y- you'd like, you know, if you're if you're a supporter of the Big Ten, you, you got to be rooting for them to go out there and get this out of conference win because that is what this conference badly, sorely mm-hmm. needs. Um, so. <laughs> I I'm gonna take Nebraska, I guess. Ooh, so oh. am
0: I. I just don't think Miami's that good and I think Taylor Martinez is a senior is gonna make a difference. And if you have a, a possible Heisman candidate running back, feed him the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Feed I him mean, the ball. I know McNeese State was a tough week. Uh but they're at home. It looked
1: like Louisville was able to pass the ball at Miami.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um so I don't I just I'm not really sure. I didn't really see him run the ball much. but
0: If Nebraska does lose this game, if, fuck the Big Ten. Just, <laughs> my God. like You can't do that. You just can't. Speaking of teams being disappointing in the Big Ten, extra point, my Michigan Wolverines hosting the Utes of Utah. Three and a half points, Michigan's favorite at home. I think if Three, people
1: had saw that spread at the beginning of the year, they'd be like, what happened?
0: Yeah, yeah, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. <clears throat> I, I'm just not confident with how Michigan is playing right now. I think they lack the mental focus. And it's, it's a really weird and tough time for the program right now. I've seen Utah come in and beat Michigan before. I could see it happening again. Not as badly as it was the first time around with Rich Rodriguez and all that. But it, the three-and-a-half point spread is too close, and I could see Utah pulling the upset. In Michigan Stadium I'm taking Utah
1: so they played Idaho State and pounded them pretty bad and then they beat Fresno State and obviously Fresno State's not that good this year either mm. um but they I mean they convincingly won against both those teams um I don't I mean and I don't know
0: so Michigan's this convincingly is, this is, won and convincingly lost so yeah this is this
1: is kind of tough um they, I mean, here's the thing: Brady Hook has got to win this game. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> well, he is undefeated at home in
0: September in his coaching career.
1: He's he's got to win this game. There's just too many questions right now. I like I last week did not do anything in helping his cause. I don't think. I don't, I don't think know. that it was the uh. kind of convincing one people wanted.
0: Um if they were booed at halftime because they're yeah. only up by seven against a team who had lost eighteen straight games, so I'm gonna say,
1: for the sake of Brady Hoke, oh. <laughs> Michigan has got to cover this spread. They got to win this game impressively somehow. Somehow. Um,
0: so and you're going I, in the Big Ten season, and uh, it's yeah. a ball game from there.
1: You've you've got to win this game to maintain some kind get momentum going into the season. Otherwise I don't I don't know where this is gonna go. Otherwise it's gonna be a so, long year.
0: Yeah. It's a long year. I don't know, pick your extra point with the team that you are representing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you get to pick that Utah Michigan game. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> unless unless your team's in the, the pick six it is to begin with. But in the NFL in week <laughs> three, start with San Diego at Buffalo, minus two and a half at 1 p.m. Eastern. Usually a matchup we would not look at. But San Diego <clears throat> beating Seattle in yeah. San Diego. That was a big upset last week. Buffalo is 2-0. and Let's talk some Chargers bills. Yeah, this is... I don't think anybody
1: thought that this game would be... Maybe even worth watching yeah. at some point. Um, I think I'm going to go with San Diego. Because I think if you... If you beat Seattle, you've got to be doing something right, <laughs> mm-hmm. because at least in the past couple of years, that's a very difficult thing to do.
0: Buffalo has been playing. Uh, well, they, they they've had some interesting opponents. You know, they had Chicago mm-hmm. the one week and just ran all over them. They have a good running attack. Yeah, I just don't think the core of the Buffalo team is there yet. No, oh, yeah. Give it, give it some time to develop, and you know, get more it, talent it looks, drafted. It Looks
1: very promising.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but San Diego, yeah, that's that's a big win against Seattle, mm-hmm. and I think they carry that momentum into Buffalo. I think, yeah, give me the Chargers. Yeah. Minnesota at New Orleans minus ten and a half. Also at one p.m. Eastern time. <sighs> Taking the Saints. It's amazing to me that they've lost <laughs> both their games, especially to Cleveland. Tony. I'm I'm glad for your Browns. They won on that clutch kick, but that's my Super Bowl pick, man. (laughs) New Orleans is 0-2? Are you kidding me? And Minnesota without Adrian Peterson again. New Orleans has to have a big showing at home. Uh, Cover that 10.5. Make it two touchdowns at least. I'll take the Saints.
1: That was Cleveland's Super Bowl last week.
0: (laughs) I mean, think about it.
1: Like, I I some of the reactions from people were like, "I don't care what happens the rest of the season, just win this game." So
0: Johnny Manziel could come in, take a shit on the field,
1: <laughs> and that still wouldn't be the best moment of our yeah, season. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, I, I think it's by the way, like doing a great job there as yeah. a coach. That's uh. pretty amazing. The first week almost came back and beat the Steelers, and then. Really great win last week. So there you go, Patton. Yeah. Um, but, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints, too. Uh, something has got to give here. I, I know that those are, like, tough losses to have, but um, I, I think, you know, especially with what Minnesota looked like last week, I, I think that it's going to be more of the same. It, maybe not so much even New Orleans improving, just mm. Min- Minnesota looking awful.
0: Right. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, plus 7, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. What's what's your take on this AFC South tilt?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with Indy just because, um... You know, past couple years, they're, they kind of have dominated Jacksonville. Um, and then, you know, you they have something to prove. they got to go out there and finish a game like they didn't last week. Mm. Um... And uh, th- th- what's funny is that the week before that, they they finished the game really strong um, against uh, Denver. That's right, yeah. And uh, like, didn't give up. I-, I think that this week they've got to go out there and play a complete game. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's just what they have not done yet. Um, and I-, I think they have the better quarterback. You know, oh, well, by far. So I-, I I just think that there's too many. Even if it's on the road, I, I don't really. I don't know. I've actually been to Jacksonville Stadium, and um, I think that I was there for the Gator Bowl, and um, we had more people there than they usually have
0: for an NFL game. So, it's just saying. They play Red Zone on their big screen TV to try to draw people into their stadium. Because I Because the product yeah. on the field is so bad.
1: I don't think that the, the home crowd advantage is much of a thing there, Um but to all those Jacksonville fans, you know, go out there and support your team. There you go. Sell those tickets.
0: You know, go Jags, go. If anything,
1: the ticket prices are probably lower there. So if you want to go to an NFL game, Why would you'd you would want a to go to an
0: NFL game to see the Colts play this week. <laughs> but NFL fans are miserable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you're drunk, you're rebellious, you're just belligerent, you're swearing. Yeah, great place to take a kid to show him the NFL environment. You know, if you're it's gonna family. bounce back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the real family environment there. <laughs> if you're gonna play a complete game with the Indianapolis Colts, what better opponent to do it against than Jacksonville? I know you like you know close games in the NFL, close spreads. Seven is easy. Yeah, take the Colts. Jacksonville has nothing at home. Now here you go. Super Bowl Ooh, yes. rematch. I had no idea this game was coming and I was seeing, you know, ESPN hype it up. I'm like, oh, oh, that's happening. Ooh. Denver at Seattle. Minus four and a half. Five twenty-five PM Eastern time. Don't miss this one. You got the twelfth man in Seattle, and that's where I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I think, you know, there may be more pressure on Seattle coming mm-hmm. off of a win. And if you lose at home. To Denver, the team that you just blew out of the Super Bowl stadium last year, you might have a tough time recovering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Might be some you know bruising to the ego. So I think it's a really important game for Denver to win. I just think that you know the home crowd really does make a difference. And Seattle comes away late, covers the 4.5, you mean the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this could be huge for Denver. Oh, um, yeah. I think that if they could do, I think if they could do this, it would be s- so great for their psyche g- going into the rest of the season, mm-hmm. knowing that you know you did you you came out there and you did what you wanted to do last year and you know outperformed the the champs. Um,
0: peyton has been itching for this game.
1: Yeah, I, and I think that I think it will be a much 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 closer game than it was in the Super Bowl. That was just a rampage, like yeah. Um. But uh yeah, it should be a really good game. Um but I, I think I'll still take Seattle at home <clears throat> and uh I think that they, you know, they still have those key players on defense and those spots that um that they can cover that offense.
0: Um because I, you know, that offense
1: has made a lot of teams look silly, but it was the complete opposite when they played the last time. So. Now San
0: Diego is trying to say that, like, oh, we exposed Richard Sherman. He's not a shutdown quarterback. Like, come on. You completed three passes against him, like none for touchdowns, no big deep plays. Okay, yeah, you decided to throw his way and got lucky. Okay.
1: You just got to say, we just won the game and just don't say anything Exactly. Else. <laughs>
0: uh, Pittsburgh at Carolina, minus three on the Sunday night football on NBC game. Interesting interesting game. How do you think your Steelers will fare going down to Carolina? I mean, Carolina without Greg Hardy, the the defensive end, another domestic abuse case.
1: I think that they I I feel like heading into the rest of the season, this is kind of a must win already. Yeah. Very early in the season. Oh, uh you've, you've gotta, you you've got to you got to go on the road and you know, play a tough Defensive, especially after their performance last week, I did not think that they, you know, shut down Detroit's offense like that. Hmm. Um, But uh, and I think you know, coming off of the loss against the Ravens where they just looked awful, um, I think that they they need to go on the road and win. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick them, uh, regardless of stats or anything. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I like Cam Newton at home. I saw what he did to Detroit. I think, you know. They have enough of a, an offensive attack. Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, man. What a matchup nightmare. He is. Yeah, 6'5", 240 out wide. I think you have that defense playing really well. I will take the Panthers to cover the three at home. Close game, though. Close game.
1: I think it will I think it'll be a shootout. Mm.
0: But close. <laughs> Chicago Bears at New York Jets. It's the Monday night football game. Jets favored by two and a half. I will take the Jets. I know Chicago turned around, but that's after San Francisco just giving them all sorts of opportunities with turnovers and whatnot. Jets hung it in there with Green Bay, who is a better team than they are. Uh, interesting game, though, with this, with different you know people from Chicago and New York. I know different people who hail from both of those areas, and then it's a rivalry. It should be... An exciting game, a good choice on Monday Night Football in New York or mm. New Jersey, technically with the Meadowlands Stadium there. I uh, will take the Jets though at home. I like their mm. defense, and Chicago has some issues on their running defense.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know the Bears looked they looked pretty good last week, but I, again, like you said, I think that that was more San Francisco just giving them every opportunity. Hmm. Um and um I I'm, I'm gonna pick the G E T E um The uh Gino looked pretty good. Yeah. This past week. Um and uh I think at home I think there's a pretty good home field advantage there. I don't know. I mean, they, they've kind of... I always relate their fans to Philadelphia fans. Like, they're kind of crazy in a way. Hmm. Like, um, they're, like, crazy about their team and stuff, but then, like, they're always, like, very disappointed about everything.
0: <laughs> well, there is that... I probably mentioned that at in the show. You had the one, like, a Facebook fan demographic map with each county mm-hmm. in the United States yeah. and what the majority of you know, fans were there last year the jets were only in one like nassau county on long island mm-hmm. was the only county that were predominantly jets fans mm-hmm. no county this year <laughs> predominantly jets fans so uh, that'll be interesting
1: maybe it's like just what giants fans do when they're mm. they can't get tickets to their own games or something I don't know. maybe
0: maybe so you have the jets as well yeah. All right. So even though we make our picks beforehand, we do not tell each other. We only have two different games across college and pro that we differ on. I have Utah beating Michigan. Joel has Michigan covering the three-and-a-half-point spread at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And Then on Sunday night at 8.30, Joel has Pittsburgh winning and failing to have Carolina cover the three-point spread, whereas I have the Panthers covering that 3 Alright, that's about all we have to cover on this week's Down the Sidelines. If you're interested to watch a video, NBA 2K15 just came out with a new trailer. This has been on the video game side, but it's interesting. You may remember playing past EA Sports games in the past where you take a picture and then it maps onto your face like in NHL 01, I think it was, or at least 04. It was a weird feature. I remember trying it and it just did not work out well. Though this new trailer, you use the the new cameras on the Xbox One and PlayStation Four with the Kinect and PlayStation Four camera, maps your face on a three D model, putting your face in the game for your My Career in NBA Two K. That's pretty cool.
1: It's yeah.
0: So, but you remember Xbox
1: One people, you gotta have the Kinect though. That's true. <laughs> So just like, you have, just like you have to buy
0: the PlayStation 4 camera.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, you guys gotta have those if you want to do this. But uh, it's pretty cool if you have it. I mean, I don't see why you shouldn't try it. And I, like I was saying earlier, like uh, you know, get grandma to join in. Maybe get your dog on the couch and.
0: Yeah, I have a dog-faced basketball player. Yeah. In a career, you know, I'm trying to think of a dog basketball team that there is. Airbus. Timberwolves. <laughs> Wolves are dogs. <laughs> there you go, you can't have a, a, a picture, it's got to be a 3D model.
1: Well it's like finally my dream to have like, like just get someone's golden retriever and have Airbud Bud
0: <laughs> t- take over the NBA. Man, if they if someone modded Space Jam oh to have a my Space Jam gosh. game, have you ever seen that YouTube video? Go watch that. If someone's done that, I'm sure, buy can, that so hard. I'm sure they can mod a dog's face in the game. <laughs> Anyway, give that a watch. It's it's interesting for sure. But with that, it's time to end. With that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. Hope you enjoy the weekend sports. More football.